This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, August 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Negotiators very far apart on key aid issues. Stabenow looks to retool food chain. Enviros press fight against NEPA reforms. Deadline comes with little sign of progress on aid. Today is the deadline that senior Trump administration officials had set for getting an agreement with Democrats on a new coronavirus relief package. But there is still no sign that a deal is anywhere close. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows met with Democratic congressional leaders for more than three hours last night. We're closer on a lot of issues, but we're still very far apart on some very significant issues, Mnuchin told reporters afterward. One of the biggest issues to be resolved, he added, is additional funding for state and local governments. Senate Minority Leader Charles Schumer, a New York Democrat, said Mnuchin and Meadows refused to meet Democrats in the middle. Now, the House-passed aid bill cost $3.4 trillion. The Senate GOP alternative proposal last week cost $1 trillion. If there's no deal, President Trump is threatening to issue executive orders to extend unemployment benefits and address other issues. Good discussions on SNAP. AgriPulse caught up with the top Democrat on the Senate Ag Committee, Debbie Stabenow, who has been building a bipartisan support for her proposals to help food banks and small and medium-sized processors respond to the pandemic. She says including seafood in her Food Supply Protection Act won support for a bill from Republicans Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana. Among other things, the bill would help food banks pay for installing cold storage and assist smaller processors in retooling and obtaining personal protection equipment. This is all part of what we need to get fixed, she said. She wants to include the provisions in whatever aid package comes together. She's also pushing for a temporary increase in the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program, something several Republicans have also indicated recently they could support. We're having some pretty good discussions on the issue, Stabenow said. Stabenow pitches Biden in campaign webinar. The Biden campaign is notably targeting rural voters this year, trying not to repeat the mistake Hillary Clinton made in 2016 that likely cost her states, such as Michigan and Wisconsin. Yesterday, the campaign hosted a webinar that included Stabenow and a pair of Michigan farmers. Stabenow joined the farmers in criticizing President Donald Trump's trade policy, as well as his administration's handling of small refinery waivers from the renewable fuel standard, issues certain to be campaign staples this fall. Stabenow said any time this administration has a chance to pick between big oil and our farmers, they pick big oil. Tim Boring, who grows corn, soybeans, and small grains in central Michigan, said farmers' heavy reliance on two crops, corn and soybeans, has left them exposed to disruptions in trade and biofuel policy. I want to see an approach to international trade and renewable fuel policy that sets my farm up for long-term success, he said. Boring also said he likes Biden's plan to sharply increase carbon markets as a way to pay farmers for reducing greenhouse gas emissions.
Challenges to NEPA reforms keep coming. A new lawsuit says sweeping changes to the National Environmental Policy Act would require federal agencies to stick their heads in the sand rather than to take a hard look at the full health and environmental consequences of their decisions. The complaint, led by the Environmental Justice Health Alliance, says the July 16 NEPA rule would allow ill-considered and uninformed project approvals that impair individuals' health, especially in the most vulnerable and overburdened communities. The plaintiffs, who include the National Resources Defense Council and the National Audubon Society, mention the Delta Tunnel Project in California as an example of the rule's impact. An NRDC member cited the complaint for legal standing purposes as concerned the new rule would result in weaker environmental review of the project, whose purpose is to develop new water division and conveyance facilities in the Delta to meet the reliability needs of water deliveries under the California State Water Project and potentially the Federal Central Valley Project. U.S. hits Canada with new tariffs. The Trump administration reimposed tariffs on Canadian aluminum yesterday, raising concerns about new trade frictions with the country a little more than a month after the start of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. The administration cited a surge in Canadian aluminum exports. Jaime Castaneda, the U.S. Dairy Export Council Senior Vice President for Trade Policy, says he doesn't expect the new tariff to affect the implementation of USMCA, but retaliation could be an issue. The last time the U.S. hit Canada and Mexico with tariffs on aluminum and steel, both countries retaliated. U.S. beef and pork exports fell in June. U.S. beef and pork exports fell in June as impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic continued to be felt in U.S. processing and food service industries around the world. That, according to an analysis by the U.S. Meat Export Federation, of new trade data. June was the first month this year that U.S. pork exports dropped below year-ago levels. The U.S. exported over 207,000 metric tons of pork in June. That's a 3% drop in volume and a 9% drop in value from June last year. The U.S. shipped over 79,000 tons of beef to foreign buyers, a 33% drop from June 2019. U.S. Meat Export Federation President and CEO Dan Hallstrom said, We expected that the interruptions in red meat production would continue to weigh on June exports, but anticipated more of a rebound from the low May totals, particularly from beef. But it takes time for the entire chain to adjust to supply shocks, and thus it was another difficult month for exports. U.S. farm groups introduce sorghum to Kenya. Even as U.S.-Kenya trade negotiations continue, American farm groups are working to expand access to the eastern African country. The U.S. Grains Council is leading an effort to ship 60,000 metric tons of sorghum to Kenya so feed mills and chicken farmers there can try out the grain. The effort, which also involves the Texas grain sorghum producers, the United Sorghum Checkoff Program, and the National Sorghum Producers, is being funded through the USDA's Quality Samples Program, which aims to help potential foreign customers, quote, discover the quality and benefits 
of U.S. agriculture products. Here's today's He Said It. I think there's plenty of reasons to be optimistic and a lot of reasons not to be. That Senator Tim Scott, a South Carolina Republican, on the state of the coronavirus aid negotiations. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, August 7th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Valley.